0: Hello, and welcome to Ben on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Emily Schmemely.
1: And I'm the resident Spielberg fanatic, Justin Keyson.
0: Now, you may have noticed something a little different in mm. the intro that time. Uh, this is kind of a weird conversation to have on a show that's just about Steven Spielberg and doesn't really delve into our personal, personal lives, or our personal lice. I don't mm-hmm. want to... I think you should
1: probably keep the lice personal. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't want to share that around. Yeah, uh, I got a call.
0: Yeah. Mm. Anyway, this is the coming out episode. I'm trans. My name is Emily now. Uh... I don't know if
1: we need to say more about that necessarily. No, no, other than like, good. Yeah. No, I can, I can finally, I can finally call you her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, no, and like, I, I just be, just so I can have it on record. Yeah. Um, um, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. And I'm really glad that um, you you did this decision that you know that will lead you to something that'll make you happier. And so like, congrats. And I can say hi, Emily. Yeah. Officially on this show. Yes. Finally. It's nice. It's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. It's good to hear. Um,
0: so yeah, let's talk about the terminal, which is our episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, now we how much have we teased about your feelings toward the, the film? <laughs> 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 so we'll get we'll get into my backstory with the film right away, which is that I had not seen it until until now. Until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well,
1: um, How do we put this? So, um, we've hinted Mm -hmm. for a while on this show. Mm -hmm. I am not... There's one film in particular in Spielberg's (laughs) oeuvre that I'm not a big fan of. Despite
0: being our resident
1: Spielberg fanatic. Yeah, and here's the thing. If you make as many movies as Spielberg Mm -hmm. does... Um, What's he at? Forty seven? Forty seven, yeah. <laughs> A good amount. Sure. 43. Without me really looking it up right now. Is he oh. in the forties? Is that can that be right? You can look that up.
0: Let's see. Uh, what, now you're looking you can't tell me to look something up and then I'm looking something up. Oh no no, I I know. Sorry, you can cut something. Oh we're okay. so I'm texting somebody. Oh I'm you're afraid. texting. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay. It's gonna be longer. No no no. I'm gonna power through. I don't care. I don't I don't wanna edit this. I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> um so Justin, as he said, is not the biggest fan of the terminal. I had not seen it. Um, it, I you know I heard about it. I knew of it, uh, but I you know I, I, it's kind of a it's a movie that I never really had an interest in seeing when it came out. Uh, it came out what 2004, so I would have been 13. Yeah, I it's just I wasn't interested then. Mm-hmm. Never really found reason to watch it until I had to do a podcast about it. Um, but Justin, are, are, uh, what, 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 were, um, what were your thoughts on? This? He, here's a funny did thing. Did you see it when it came out? I, I did
1: I see it, it first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, when I, I saw it, right when it came out in theaters, and um, it's weird because I guess I'm, the reason I'm kind of was hemming and hawing at telling anybody this is not my least, this is my least favorite one, mm-hmm. is that so are you saying that now?
0: Yeah. But this is your This least is, is
1: my least favorite Steven Spielberg. So we did say we would announce that when we got to those episodes for both of us. We still
0: yeah. have not reached my least favorite, but we have reached your least favorite Spielberg
1: We yes. And okay, I think actually if you've been listening since episode 1 mm-hmm. and you're a dedicated listener uh, of the show, you do know that it, uh, if I have an allergic reaction <laughs> to anything in terms of Steven Spielberg's aesthetic, uh-huh. Um it's sacred. Mm-hmm. And sappiness. And Spielberg's uh, emotional, uh, you know, like sweetness mm-hmm. uh, in his movies. If we, if I can say straight up, you know, like obviously if you remember, I hate Kick the Can in, yeah, in Twilight Zone. Kick the
0: Can is a piece of trash. It, it, it's an absolute piece it of trash. Should,
1: much like a discarded can it <laughs> be kicked, it's a piece of trash. Um, so here's the thing. I was actually, the one thing I was really intrigued about this viewing, mm-hmm. I I haven't seen it since it came out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, <Okay. laughs> so it's been like 12, you know, what, 12 years? Yeah, my dog just walked up to me <laughs> and placed his
0: head into my hand <laughs> as it hey, I'm sorry, it was too cute not to interrupt. <laughs>
1: um. Um, yeah, so, uh, so I was honestly kind of... Intrigued to see what my feelings are going to be about the film now because I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters, and I will go talk about current events. Mm-hmm. This is a movie. Twenty nine is the answer that
0: Yahoo has given me to this question. Thank you. As Good of twenty nine so, films he's directed. As of September twenty first, twenty
1: fifteen, according to uh-huh. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so I was I was way off with my original guess. Forty seven. Forty seven. It
1: feels like he's been involved with forty seven. Oh, so probably so at least, at least over. producing yeah, yeah,
0: I would say it's probably over forty seven.
1: Um, but I guess here's the thing i do if you're uh, aware of current events, obviously, mm-hmm. how could you not be yeah it is yeah it's hard is... to ignore mm-hmm. um you are currently aware that there is a travel ban in America concerning uh, some countries, and yeah. I was really intrigued uh, about watching this movie now mm-hmm. because i we are living in a very too real situation yeah that this movie represents sort of in a weird way. Yeah. And I, I actually was kind of curious to know, like, well, I wonder how I'm gonna feel about it, knowing that, you know, I'm frustrated with how things are going right now yeah. concerning this travel ban and what's happening at the airports. Um and I won't lie, um it, it actually did affect it mm-hmm. a little bit. For the better or for worse? For better, okay. I think. But can I be honest? Yeah. Still my least favorite Spielberg movie. So <laughs> <really> interesting. <laughs> um, so, all right. How about how about you? So you finally saw it for the first time yesterday. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your actual... Any kind of preconceived notions? Um, my pre- I,
0: I did feel that there was an outside chance that I would like this film going in. Just a general vibe I got. And it's it's funny to me that um, that you say you're the one with the allergy to Sackler and Spielberg because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the one, My allergy to that made me hate E. T. Um, <laughs> yours did not. So, it, um, but I thought there was an outside chance that I would like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like the premise. I, I find the the real story um, of the 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 guy very interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who? Uh, what I didn't realize until I looked it up uh, while watching the movie, he. That guy didn't get out of the airport until two years after the movie came out.
1: Yeah. This was was t- insane. He's been stuck in the airport, I think, since 1988. It was 16 years. It was 88 yeah. to 2006, if I did the math correctly. Yeah. That can't be right, because that wouldn't be 16. It was 18 years. It was 18 years. 18 years! 18 years. How long,
0: In the film, it was what? It was slightly less than one year?
1: Well, yeah, slightly less, less than one but year. But in
0: real life, he was in there for 18 years. Yeah. And he only left because he had to be hospitalized. Yeah. Um very interesting right no um, it is. actually that story's amazing yeah and it had already been adapted into a French movie in like 1994 that's how long he yeah. was in the fucking airport <laughs> he was trapped there so long that they made his story into a movie ten years went by <laughs> and then they adapted his story into another movie <laughs> and then he was still in there
1: another two years yeah that's crazy yeah I heard stories that apparently he was, like, when the Spielberg movie was coming out, like, he even had little flyers <laughs> that talked about, you know, and banners on, on his luggage saying, oh, the terminal. Yeah. <laughs> Based on me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it only took him getting hospitalized. Yeah. To finally get out. Very uh, interesting. So what's your
0: thoughts on the film? Uh, well, look, okay. more, more. I, I don't want to, because I don't want to spoil the surprise, because we also, okay. you and I talked, I don't know if we mentioned this at all on air, about what a crazy twist it would be if I liked this movie and, sure. <laughs> and you hated it.
1: Sure. So you want to um, hold me in suspense for a bit. Yeah. don't. I don't, okay, don't
0: want to reveal whether or not that is the case. Okay. Well, um so then i was I was going to watch the movie two nights ago actually mm-hmm. um, but i was I was kind of sleepy and i I wanted to give the movie as fair a chance as possible and i didn 't think that was going to be the case, especially since it 's you know this is my least favorite era of Steven Spielberg. Yes. And the movie is like over two hours, which is. I, I don't. I'm going to take a controversial opinion here and say that literally no movie should be over two hours, with, <laughs> with exactly one exception, and that's Barry Lyndon, which is a phenomenal film by Stanley Kubrick, and it's like 10 hours long. Right. Um, but I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and she was saying that she really liked the movie. Which I thought was interesting because I tend to agree with her on movies, so that was like, oh, like Sadie really likes it, and maybe I'll like it. Um, but I didn't watch it that night. Mm-hmm. I watched it last night, and Justin, I gotta tell you, mm. I really like the terminal. Holy
1: shit! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Whoa!
0: I thoroughly enjoyed this film.
1: You know what? Some um, that is. That is amazing to me in like eight. 18 levels. Yeah. 18 years of the actual man stuck in the... In, that is incredible to me. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm actually kind of glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if only because it's like, if you guys, get yeah, if you listen to the show for a while, it's like, when Emily hates a movie mm-hmm. that I love, mm-hmm. I have to just do this, okay, I do my best to, you know, <laughs> fight my points. Yeah. Um... You know, respect her uh, opinion on it, yeah. and just you know, <laughs> yeah. do my best to just not yell and yeah. be a dick about it. Yeah, and I know at some point I probably said it a long time ago on the show too, where I'll be like, someday this will happen. Yeah, where you're gonna be mad at me, or you're just gonna, we're you're gonna be happy, and I'm not gonna like the movie. Yeah, and so uh, I, it's like it's weird that I am sitting here going, please let it be something from this time period. Yeah. Because that'd be amazing to me. And here we are. We're, yeah, we're really smashing
0: <laughs> men Spielberg fans' expectations <laughs> with this episode just across the board. Yeah,
1: yeah. Boom, I'm a girl. Yeah. Boom, I like the movie. Justin hates Boom. <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is I will call this a landmark episode. Yeah. In so many ways. <laughs> so we're, many we're ways. We're
0: the rule books with this
1: one. I gotta say, again, the other reason it surprised me is I go on like, oh, I'm like there are so many check marks mm-hmm. in my head. I'm like, Emily doesn't like this. Emily doesn't like this type of stuff. Emily doesn't like this type of stuff. So, I'm curious. Yeah. What? Well, okay. Well, just, what do you want to even talk about? Where do you want to even start with this?
0: Um, I'll tell you the first thing that struck me in Ooh. this film. About Mr. Hanks and his performance. Mm. Uh, Tom Hanks, I, I also I'm a famous Tom Hanks apatheticist. Yeah, and then yeah. I think he's very good in certain films, but mm-hmm. I think uh, he's, he's bad in a lot of them as well. A lot uh-huh. of movies are bad. Um, uh, first thing I want to say about his performance is, so he is from the nation, what's the, what's his nation called again? Uh, uh, Krakosia. 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 Um, which is, to my knowledge, not a real country. It is a fake country. It is a fictitious country. Mm-hmm. He is speaking uh, Russian? More or less, but he's speaking—he's speaking, he's speaking a, a sort of made-up dialect for the film. Is that correct? Is that fair to say, or is it a dialect that is spoken in actual parts of the world?
1: I, I, I think it's—I think it's kind of like a weird mishmash. Mishmash, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you what struck me. Um, oh, I think uh, we've got—we've got the little note here on the Wikipedia. Hanks based his characterization of Victor Navorsky on his father-in-law, Alan Wilson, a Bulgarian immigrant, immigrant who, according to Hanks, can speak Russian, Turkish, Polish, Greek, and a little bit of Italian, a little bit of French in addition to his native Bulgarian. So I guess maybe it's kind of a... It's all those accents thrown together. That sounds about right, yeah. I'll tell you what it sounded like to me in a way that I found very charming and Uh enjoyable. It sounded like he was playing a... And not the language itself, because the language is more or less... Sounds like Russian, like Mm -hmm. a real-world language. But just the accent and his general demeanor, it seemed like he was speaking a a Star Wars prequel language to me. (laughs) And... uh, Ah! uh, (laughs) Okay. And I don't know if, if, if this res- revelation happened on the podcast or if we have mm-hmm. talked about the prequels at all mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I, I have recently uh, finally come to a place where I enjoy the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean, that was very effective
1: on me in terms
0: of <laughs> uh, me finding it charming and, and good.
1: I think that was an off-podcast talk
0: yeah. about that one. But, but yes, do,
1: it, it's on... For, all... for the record, yeah. I do
0: enjoy the Star Wars prequels. I think they're fun movies, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I think you're just being a little stick in the <laughs> if,
1: if you can't see that. <laughs> Um, I kind of let go, actually. side note, I've kind of let go of my anger of, of those movies now. That
0: was, I mean, that was step one to me, yeah. coming to a place of enjoying them.
1: Yeah. Um. Because you know why, Justin? What? Anger leads to hate. Hate. <laughs> hate. Leads to suffering. Suffering. We we forward <laughs> su- over fear, I think. Oh yeah, we did, but I mean, that leads to Orange President, to a hate, so.
0: Yeah. yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that. I mean, we have that. We are stuck we, with that. But we don't want it.
1: Um. If you're not aware, we don't support Trump. Now, um. I just, think we've made that. Very oh, I want to be 100% clear on this one. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, so you found. So you found Hank's. Um, so actually, you found Hank's performance as pretty, like, enjoyable and charming. Very, yeah, very much so. Okay, is this because. I want to pal around with this dude. <laughs> is it. What is about it, what about it besides the, 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 the accent and such?
0: Um, I like the accent. I just. Um, his general demeanor, I think I. Um, Tom Hanks has two settings which work for him mm-hmm. and which I think I think is why Woody from Toy Story is the ultimate role because that has both of those yeah one is folksy and and charming nice guy mm-hmm. uh, and the other is just total sarcastic dickhead oh um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks is really great above those and I think this is firmly in the in the folksy um, charming guy mm-hmm. uh, maybe falls a little bit into the kind of funny foreigner thing which <laughs> is uh, maybe a little xenophobic but right um, I th- I think it's played here always with good
1: intentions. I I can see it yeah. being played for good intentions. Mm-hmm. I will admit though, yeah, this is a shock. <laughs> <laughs> I think it falls too much in cutesy European foreigner. Yeah. Um, I think th- I-, I think it
0: as he learns English more. It- it leans on that less though in a, in, in a way yeah. which is why it didn't bother me so much yeah, yeah yeah like cause as soon as he starts learning English they they don't really ever do other
1: than the um, bite to eat thing
0: right right. they don't really do fun with like oh you can't speak the language and it's funny they yeah. they, they avoid that for the most part which
1: which they do I think yeah by the time you know like there's a big difference between the yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, victor in the beginning yeah. to the you know to the one who can you who you know, who's able to speak English. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, definitely, it definitely starts sounding less Latka-y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we get to the, the middle chunk of the film.
0: That's a perfect way to describe it, Latka-y. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, for, for our younger viewers, Latka <laughs> was a character played by Andy Kaufman on the television sitcom Taxi from the
1: 1970s. It's actually quite good if you haven't gotten around to viewing it Taxi is yeah. great. Taxi Robert is a great Jim, show. Good times. <laughs> yeah. I'm just
0: going to say names of characters from Taxi. <laughs> Do you
1: think I can pull another
0: act- character name from Taxi? I can name the entire yeah. cast. Character name, including
1: last name, because Tony's too easy. Well, no, because Tony Danza always <laughs> Tony's. Yeah. No, give me. Should I give you an actor and then see? This is a simple one. I can probably give you a simple one.
0: I don't think I know any of them because I know I know all the I know all the actors, right? In this, right. But I
1: don't. I don't. So you think can't I, name Davita's character. Lou. Frank. Frank. Well, okay. So no, the, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's always funny. Yeah. It's like no. Um. No. Uh, Louie. So I was it's close. close. You're we really shit. close. I won't say I remember that because there's like, I'm sorry, we're about taxi for a little bit. This but is, this is a good
0: show, taxi thing. This taxi. is such a good
1: up show though. There's a bit where like they're waiting and they, it's this weird episode. I did not want to describe the whole thing, but all I just remember is like Latka's wife mm-hmm. was just Hope hoping by the great Carol Kane. Yes, by the great Carol Kane It's just scream hoping. Hoping that Louie's the first person to go out and get through the door mm-hmm. due to the situation they decided to build. And so you just see her, and they're her and locker, just look at the door and she's like, Louis Louis, 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 the door opens up. Hey, Louie! <laughs>
0: Such a good ass. Justin, now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How often do you think about the fact that Mary Lou Henner has photographic memory? Never, because I didn't know that. You didn't know that?
1: <laughs> Mary Lou Henner,
0: who was also on the TV show Texas. Um, <laughs> She, she has photographic memory. She remembers everything perfectly for her whole life. And I think about that, I'm going
1: to say <laughs> once a week. <laughs> <laughs> so she can learn her lines pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um... We're not here to talk about tax any further. We have to talk about that's the Terminal. A movie you actually like. Um, I do like do you, can I ask you a brief question? Of course. That's yeah. not related to the Terminal or Taxi. Okay, fine. Would yeah. you like a bottle of water? Because I normally do that before recording. And I'm actually very thirsty. Uh, yeah, I'll take one.
0: Yeah. I'm going to grab one too. You talk about the Terminal, please.
1: Um Yes. <laughs> um Because I like doing Russian accents. It's kind of fun. Russian European <laughs> accents. Um. Uh, okay, so... I, okay, I actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about... It's um, the easiest
0: accent to do in a way that movies have taught us is acceptable. Right, no, exactly. That's what I'll say about
1: doing a Russian no, accent. Even Schwarzenegger does a... Mostly okay. What movie are you thinking of where that happened? Schwarzenegger was a Russian? Yeah. Fuck. Red Heat? Oh, I haven't seen Red Heat. Oh, yeah.
0: Is that Schwarzenegger and... I've got two different names that both kind of occupy a similar space. Okay, we, okay go ahead. I, I feel like it's one of them. Ooh. Schwarzenegger. It's either Schwarzenegger... I'm going to say... the. Oh, no. I think I think I'm settled on my answer.
1: Okay. Schwarzenegger and Jim Belushi. Correct. There we go. Red Heat. Go <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's not a good movie either. Um, okay, so going back to the term, I will say, well, I will say, it, it will, uh, I will say it, if I was to talk about something that where um, the element I knew that was gonna be interesting for me in terms of my perception of how, the, how I'm gonna feel about the movie now is with the Stanley Tucci character. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: I, I like that character a lot as just a
1: classic unreasonable villain. <laughs> well, he has a great thing. It's 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 the Tooch, mm-hmm. and one of the things I love about Stanley Tucci is yeah. that if if, you, if asked, he could play uh, a one hundred percent dick. Yeah. But even when he tries to play a one hundred percent dick, he still figures out a nuance mm-hmm. to make the character feel more than just a one note character. Yeah. And I feel like even in his character in the Terminal, mm-hmm. it's still not even a 100% dick, Mm -hmm. he does find, and it's even, even, probably even the writing, he does find the the fine line of, uh, man who's doing his job, Mm -hmm. Um, man who sticks by the rules, and that's how he's successful at his job. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, he does dickish things. Yes, he does some really mean things, but at the same time, I sort of understood... Yeah. Why he did it? Well, that's one of the great things about the character. One of the
0: reasons why I like it so much is he's a hundred percent like a dick in my eyes. At least he's a total sure, dickhead. Sure. That he's an asshole, mm-hmm. but he's he's a dickhead in a way that's relatable. Because like anyone mm. who's ever worked a job where they have to deal with people, we all know that one customer or whoever who is like, I mm-hmm. just wish that person would go away.
1: Yeah, I just <laughs> wish they wouldn't be
0: my problem anymore.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think he does a great job of of me buying him being very good at his job. Yeah, and I think it's a case where it's like. I see what he's doing. He's a good. He's a guy who's very good at his job. There's just this annoying thing mm-hmm. that won't go away, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: and that's Tom Hanks. That's Tom Hanks. Um, he, I mean, he does start off the bat with the you just know, the thing with the the bag of chips and the mm-hmm. and the apple, mm-hmm. um, which brings me to another thing that I love in movies. Yeah product placement
1: <laughs> this is littered
0: yeah but I love it so much
1: well, littered with just, it it <laughs> just goes right into my vein I love it let so much let me show you with this lace baked barbecue potato chips yeah. <laughs> um, actually the product pla- this is one of those rare cases that the product placement actually only helps the movie
0: yeah, I Cause agree. Because it's at an airport. Yeah, you would. You wouldn't. It wouldn't be a Burger World. It would yeah. be a Burger King. Yeah. It wouldn't be a Joms. Joms <laughs> is The person's name
1: I've invented for this fiction. Joms <laughs> books. Yeah. It Would be a Borders. Yeah. Um, um. It's of course there's a Starbucks. Yeah. You know. Um. A Sbarros. Yeah. et Etc. Uh, a D- Discovery World, which I haven't seen that store fucking forever um, yeah was that like a was that like a sharper image type place it's a sharper image type place i've yeah. already I've, I've just
0: watched it in the film and i've already erased discovery <laughs> from my brain. and i famously love product
1: placement <laughs> in films <laughs> um, but it helps and i think um yeah. it does help actually funny enough uh, i have a weird connection to the terminal mm-hmm. family wise yeah um my cousin-in-law mm-hmm. i guess that's what you'd say um he worked for the company that built all the chairs in the airport. Oh, yeah? In, this, in the airport in the film? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was telling me about it. I was like, so we're doing a spillover movie. I'm like, what do you mean you guys are doing a Spielberg movie? <laughs> it's like, no, we're building all the airport chairs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so his movie's taking place in the airport? I didn't know much about yeah. that at the time. So, yeah, no, it's... Do you like the scene where he tries to sleep the first night and he has
0: trouble with the chairs? I, I do. I like that scene a
1: lot. I do?
0: And that actually brings me to my, I think... One of the major reasons why I love this film, and I'm going to mm. relate it to you, to hope that you can understand. Okay. So there's a film that I know that you love. Yes. Which I thought was pretty good, but I didn't love it, to be mm-hmm. honest. It's called The Martian. Yeah. Starring Matt Damon. Hmm. Directed by Ridley Scotch. Yeah. Um, I think what so The Martian, like you got Matt Damon, he's stranded on Mars, he's got to science the shit out of it to survive. Yeah. The terminal to me is like the relatable version of the Martian. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> I feel like if I ended up on Mars, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not, I don't I'm not <laughs>
0: have to space to science or shit out of this thing.
1: Yeah. But, I feel like I could pull off living in an airport. I guess, man, I can't, I so, I'm so weird to have to, I... You have no idea how weirded out I am that i got to be the opposition side. Of this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> like it's just, it's like we've been doing this show for several years, and even I'm not dedi- ready to dedicate being the guy. Who but does like when light. people get
0: excited to see Matt Damon make the shit potatoes, yeah, that's me watching Tom Hanks figure out how to work the carts
1: to get the quarters. Well, yeah. I get that same level <laughs> well, of excitement when I see that. Here's the thing. Um I love that one. I, by the way, mm-hmm. like the he figured out the quarters. Yeah. It's like, like even that, okay, that there, there, are moments in the movie where I love that type of stuff. Yeah, and there, but I almost felt like, I can't, it's weird for me. The chair thing mm-hmm. was a little too fast. Mm-hmm. Like I almost kind of prefer like if he had one night of just extreme uncomfortability, mm-hmm. and then the next night he, we started figuring out he's gonna m- MacGyver the shit out of his bed situation. Yeah. Um, but that's a weird me thing. That is an interesting time
0: where even though it was, it, those weird like couple years post 9-11, where it was post 9-11, but shit hadn't gone too crazy yet, so he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, he just has a pocket knife in his bag. Right. That's <laughs> a weird thing to, ta- to be able to
1: have at an airport. <laughs> um, is it fair to call the Terminal uh, the most Capra-ish movie Spielberg try- is trying to do?
0: That's interesting. Um, I'm, I, I would... My instinct is to say no, because mm-hmm. honestly, it didn't strike me as particularly Capra-esque. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know that I can think of of, of one that's more Capra-esque. Funny, right? Capra-esque. <laughs> well, because I'll tell you, I'll get to the one, the, there's one aspect of the terminal that I, I didn't love. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't hate it either, I just thought, oh, if this was completely cut out of the movie, I wouldn't mind. And that was the the romance angle of Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, Agreed. Um, yeah. I think it's just kind of superfluous, and it's it's just it's this weird thing. I think, especially in like kind of big budget movies, they feel that there has to be a romance, or it's not a real movie, right? Um, and actually, so when you said Capra, the my, my go to for Capra is not It's a Wonderful Life because I, mm-hmm. I kind of think that movie's trash and sucks, and I I, I think it's overrated. <sighs> There's Gimli the I know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but
0: um. I absolutely adore Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I think that's a phenomenal thought. great movie yes. which is that's my go-to movie for Capra and one of mm. the one of my favorite parts of that movie is the romance I think oh, I yeah. think the love story between um for, uh, uh, Mr. the, the titular of Mr. Smith <laughs> but I've forgotten the woman's name mm. but I think it's really like it's the perfect example of how to how to work a romance into a movie that's not necessarily about that it's yeah. just so perfectly well done it's the yeah. exact right amount of time on it. So like that's kinda of what I think of when I think of Capra and because the terminal so wasn't that, that's why my instinct is to say no to that question. Okay. But again, I I'm trying to think of one that would be more like a hip brain capra movie, and I I don't have an answer to that.
1: Right. Um I'm not I'm not here to you know, as since I am the quote unquote Spielberg enthusiast, I'm not here to pretend I'm also a Capra yeah. expert either. I I'm a big Capra fan, but I'm not here to tell you everything.
0: Do you like that garbage movie? It's a wonderful one. <laughs>
1: Me and millions of other people who love holiday spirit. <laughs>
0: here's, here's, let's take a quick sidebar to get into why I hate it a one. Can we
1: not do this now? Let's focus on my hatred for the terminal. <laughs> Don't you want to get back on familiar grounds? We're on the hater and you're a nice your your kid. Um. Uh, um,
0: here's my problem with
1: this. Make it quick.
0: Make it quick. Here's my problem <laughs> my main problem although uh, I have many if mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. I get to the end of the movie after all the niceness has happened. It's still too sad. If I was if I was George Bailey I would still be like yeah I used some good points but I think I'm still going to jump off this bridge. I still feel like it's. I feel like it's not a wonderful life is how I feel about that movie. Okay. And when I am on holiday cheer I'll stick to Scrooge my beloved holiday classic.
1: So that's on my that's on my list too. Yeah. But um, Whatever. A... <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about the term. Well, okay. I guess the reason I bring up the Capra thing, mm-hmm. um, Frank, Frank Capra is um, this sort of shadow of, of blockbuster filmmaking mm-hmm. that you know you know even before the really term blockbuster truly existed, but like popular populist filmmaking, mm-hmm. I I is that way you'd say it. Yeah. That um, many guys, uh, many filmmakers who were fans in the you know who were film fans growing up. Like the Spielberg's mm-hmm. uh, in the '70s and on, they just seem to one day hope to figure out that formula. Yeah, you know, and then, of course, reality is there's only one Frank Capra.
0: Well, uh, except for the Cohen brothers, cracked it absolutely perfectly in 1994 with a little film called The Hudsucker. I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> Hold on, I was gonna bring that up.
1: If the only guys who were closest to them it was just is the Cohen brothers, the Cohen brothers who can who were like the closest Capra Preston Sturges we got in this generation, but. um... But no, I can feel like... like I, I think of also uh, Frank Darabont with The Majestic and um, who absolutely The Majestic is a straight-up Capra wannabe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like with the Terminal... I I, I think the reason I brought it up is because I feel like... I remember reading somewhere that Spielberg said he wanted a little bit of a Capra element mm-hmm. to the film. And I kind of see it. I can see where he was going with that. I think the thing that Capra is really good at is creating supporting characters and creating... like. Characters that live in the world. And the Terminal, you can look at it as like, oh yeah, that's kind of like the small town that... I feel like you're making my point that this is a good movie. (laughs) Well, hold on. Because it's got... I'm going to swerve. I'm I'm going to Take take me to the swerve. Because, okay, much like, you know, it's about creating a world in a small town. Mm -hmm. Problem is... (laughs) I'm... Don't... I don't buy... The small town in the terminal. I buy it. I know you. That, yeah, uh, all right.
0: I, I like it a lot. I don't. I'll take Shy McBride as the cigar and
1: I feel like <laughs> I've seen Shy do that in way too many things, but I
0: still like it. It's great. I still. Like it. <laughs> I had some pharmacist who hits you in the ear and makes it blink.
1: <laughs> um. So he's the keeps upset, man. <laughs> died. <laughs> um. But um. This, is a, I, this was this
0: was a, a I would say a film that was also prescient in its casting, and I feel like mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana is in
1: this movie, and she yeah. got a lot bigger later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Diego Luna, Diego Luna, yeah, as well. Funny enough, Diego Luna post *Itumamitambien*. Yeah. But also, strangely, in the look that he later got in Rogue One. Yeah, it's true. It is definitely that haircut, and like it's almost like the baby mm-hmm. mustache you try out when you're in your early twenties. Yeah. Compared to. You know the grown-up that he became in Rogue One. <laughs> um, also, yeah, I wanted to bring up the fact. Yeah, it's cute and weirdly strange that uh, Zoe Saldana plays a Trekkie. Yes, five years That's before. That's nice. She, five years before, before she, she got in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. That's just nice. She even did the the the, the Spock. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, um, I don't buy no, that romance. Period. FYI, sorry. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, um, well, when here's a question for you. Mm-hmm that it, it's vaguely terminal related. Okay. When when would you say America
1: fell in love with Diego Luna? Oh, it's weird. Uh I feel like no one I feel like not yet, strangely enough. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I feel like people it's like eat like, and um that's when the world that's when the international community fell in love with Diego Yeah, Luna, that's when we sure. yeah. Well, it's cuz like cuz Diego and uh those eyes well, listen. I've just loaded up a picture of Diego Luna. Yeah, I want to point something out. If you ain't in love with Diego Luna, I don't know what's wrong with you. All but right. I think I, I remember I made a little tweet one day where it's like, can't, like someone someone on Twitter just was like, can't we have a Star Wars story where like Oscar Isaacs and Diego Luna just do things Kiss? in yeah. space? Yeah. That's all they said? Yeah. It's like, you know, just do things. Mm-hmm. In space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which I'm like, I'd buy that ticket. Yeah. Because both those men are great. But... Uh, Diego Luna. I don't know. It's weird because I, I I'm trying to think what other big. You don't films? think they fell in love with him after Rogue One? I think I think people have gotten to gotten to. Yeah. But I feel like it was a big gap between the Terminal and Rogue One.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, because um, I'm looking at the rest of his films. Like I haven't seen a lot of. I know a lot of these movies aren't as you know as big as as, as Rogue One and. and I, I mean, Milk was that was when Diego Luna came into my life. Sure. I'm like, <laughs> that's like personal experience. Um. And he is really, really good in Eat um, in to of yeah. course. And then with uh, Gabrielle, shoot, I forgot Could, his name. Uh, um, I'm bringing it up. I can't say it. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal. They're both great in it. Oh, that's who you were trying
0: to say. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were trying to remember Maribel Verdu's name. Oh,
1: she's good, too, in that movie. <laughs>
0: They're all great. It's a great movie. When, but <laughs> When do you think America... I, I, I'm actually, I'm going to go out on limb and say America definitely not fallen in love still, unfortunately, with... Um,
1: I can't say his name either. It's Gail maybe. Garcia Bernal. Yeah. I agree. It's a shame, because he's a, he's fantastic in so many things. <laughs> uh, um Science of Sleep is so good. Science of Sleep is a super... People sleep on that movie, but it's very good. It's a super underrated flick that's yeah. very weird and super Michelle Gondry. Yeah. But we're not here at time with Science of Sleep. I gotta finish up. We gotta finish up on Terminal. Um... So again, a movie you like? <laughs> well, yeah, I do like. Yeah, I, okay. I should be
0: more jazzed to talk about. What's
1: your talk? What's your thoughts on Gupta? I like Gupta. Yeah, he
0: he um he's a little cruel.
1: Yeah.
0: Then I will say it, it strained credulity for me that so many people would would fall on the wet floor. <laughs> um, because I got news I got news for you. Wet floors are not that hard to walk on. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I, do. I don't know. I kind of like that. I like that streak of cruelty. it is very funny with the image of him just watching,
1: one million caution signs, and then laughing raucously right. as people fall over. Well, because especially if these assholes are not following the signs, I mean, yeah. it's their fucking fault. That's why he's loving it. Um, I, it's a thing with with because I know that you know, he was also in World Tenenbaums, right? Uh, oh, is that, is that him? It's been, it has been quite some time since I've seen the Royal Bombs. Well, it's a case, again, I feel like this is a similar, another case of Spielberg. Can we please double check that? I don't want
0: to. Oh, yeah, I, I don't want to assume. <laughs> I just um, realized, like... I will, I will double check that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this also, I I do think they also, they play a little too hard on the Funny Foreigner thing with, with Gupta as well. yeah. Um. Yeah. That, cool. yes, yes, yes. Yes. That is correct. And bought a rocket on Russia. Oh yeah. And limited.
1: Oh man. He did. He
0: did all the West Sanders. He did the West Sanders. Oh no. That's. I was. I was. For a second, he was in another Earth. But I. I wasn't gonna bring it up just for no, that. I was gonna bring it up because I thought for I confused that momentarily with um
1: after Earth. Oh, and and, and uh, that's right. I just, and as a reminder, we sadly lost him and a, couple, a years couple years ago. A couple years ago, he's
0: ninety-four. He had a good run. He did good for you, Kumar. That's his name. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> I know that has become, unfortunately, a, a <laughs> slur in this country. But that is actually his
1: that name. is actually his name. He's is a case for two. I almost this is not again a case of Spielberg seeing an actor from another film,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is probably sure how he saw Diego Luna. Yeah. Seeing an actor from another film and going, "I like them. You're mine now." Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. he probably saw uh, Kumar in, um, in the Wes Anderson films. Sorry, and
0: I'm very that. intrigued by Hamlet ADD, which was um, his last project, which is some sort of web series that is combination Hamlet and uh, Cloud Atlas, if I had to describe it. <laughs> um, and also, the first person listed on the list of guest stars uh, is Dustin Diamond.
1: Well, hey, the cr- creators of uh, Hamlet ADD, we just gave you a plug. <laughs> what, is, what a weird thing! <laughs> what a weird thing that exists.
0: Tazande's
1: of... in it as well. There's like two Mystery Science Theater guys involved in this thing. Um,
0: wow, why is the... Sorry, this is just this is just a fascinating thing that I've stumbled on. Um, Tazande, for those who don't remember, is a Chocolate Rain fella. Yeah, he's in this film. Um, uh, as is Samwell, and it's in the credits just says what what that I've never seen that that is what what in the book. <laughs> um,
1: sorry, I it's um, okay, it's okay. Um, so yeah, so overall, yeah, you enjoyed Kumar's uh, character goofed I did, yes Okay, <clears throat> I think there were a couple times when we pushed it for me. Mm-hmm. It's the you know it's the <laughs> idea that like it's also that case of like oh let's you know let's put a lot of dialogue in an act in in him, and there are times I feel like he's. They're pushing the oh, isn't he funny? Because mm-hmm. he's a foreign Indian guy and I'm like yeah. a little bit, but they also do the, the It's it's hard to say where his
0: role as a sort of stereotypically foreign character uh, ends and his role as a stereotypically old character begins. Mm-hmm. But I it's it's a that I think is serviceable in the film. I I I uh, sorry I just I saw Guillermo Diaz on the cast list. I did not I didn't I missed him. I don't I huh. remember seeing him in the film. Uh... But um, I I I like I I think it's played well that he's the the sort of classic older character who just will give the main character shit uh, right. often uh, unreasonably, but mm-hmm. it, um, for fun and to move the story along. Um, right. But I think it works here. It's again it's. Maybe a little easy, and that's—I don't know why this movie just hit the sweet spot where all the stuff that I can look at and say like, okay, well, yes, this has been mm-hmm. done a lot before, and maybe it's cliche, maybe it's easy, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know, it just—I don't know—it hit it in such a way that I that I I
1: liked it. That's fascinating. I mean, it's a it's a thing for me, I guess, where it's like like a, like a well worn shoe. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just nice. I'll be damned. But it's like damned. Well, I'll be damned. Um, <laughs> Emily's on. <laughs> <his side. laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, no, it's, I guess it's what, I guess when we could say mm-hmm. that, like, uh, something about maybe the combinations mm-hmm. of, of, of the elements that you're not a particular fan of of Spielberg. Mm-hmm. The fact, I, I, I would like to know what the things you checked off the list oh, that, that you thought I, I would hate. I assumed, um, Hanks mm-hmm. and a foreign accent. Sure. Um, the the sentimentality of, of yeah. his mission statement of why he's there, yeah, um, the humor, mm-hmm. the 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 fact that this is also besides nineteen forty one, this is kind of the only other comedy, like straight comedy. He's done. I wouldn't call this a straight comedy though, but closest though. Uh, Comparatively, I, I don't even know
0: if I would agree with that. Okay, like I think uh, I would call this a drama. No, but like to like just to pick one out of a hat, like I think. Mm-hmm. I think E.T. has more funny moments than this movie. Okay. I think Indiana Jones even has more funny yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll say, I'll agree to that. And, and those, I guess, those fit more firmly into, to like, action and, and sci-fi than, mm-hmm. than this fits in anything else. But I, I don't know, I still... There, so I've, <laughs> I keep a log of all the movies I watch. Yeah. And I've, um... And I, with details on them, like I, I list the director, I list the release date, um, I list the running time. Mm. Uh, and one of the things I've, I've started listing with this year, when I started over this year, is um, mood. Okay, okay. Which is a sort of common, which is, I, I, think, I think it's a better system than genre. Okay. Um, and mood is, is uh, the... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the, my log to give you some examples. Uh, mood is just, I think, the sort of general feeling that um, the movie is supposed to evoke. Mm-hmm. So, like, I watched Johnny Mnemonic, and Mood, I listed that as cool. Right. Because I think that's a very, that's, like... Oh, yeah. A, a cool, in a way. Like, uh, people who don't think, like, cyberpunk is cool probably won't find that movie cool. Yeah. Well, that movie is, is also trying to be cool.
1: Yeah. It's and and
0: succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> um, spookum is, is... There's a pretty one-to-one with between horror and spookum. Mm-hmm. Um, bad, I think, like, there's something good to a good bad movie, and I think bad is a, is a mood, like, as a... Not not so bad it's good and not yeah. bad that you make fun of it, but just like, oh sometimes I want to fall into a bad movie. Yeah, sure. Um and uh sexy obviously because I watched Bound. <laughs> um, um and I think one of these which is kind of one of my favorite moods and i th- i think should be as valid as a genre and as a as a categorization is soft mm. and i this to me is a classic soft movie i can see that and then it's just it's it's a it's a warm blanket you just you cozy up with the terminal on a nice mm-hmm. maybe a nice rainy afternoon right you're trapped inside cuz of the rain he's trapped into the airport <laughs> and you just you just you cozy up together yeah and i th- i th- i think uh, i think soft is is how i would, would categorize this one that's
1: an interesting angle Okay, I can see that. Um, um, and again, I'm not, a a lot of times I am. Mm -hmm. I am for that. Um, yeah, it's weird. There's a lot in this one for some reason, I guess, rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah.
0: And, And I think that is the thing with a movie like this is mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, we've said this a million times before about silver movies. Certain things are gonna, you're either gonna like them or you're not. Right, that's just
1: movies in general.
0: Movies in general, but also like, I think with the way Spielberg makes movies, it's a situation where if you do like them, nothing's going to bother you. Right. And if you don't, it's going to get more and more infuriating <laughs> as they go on, as uh, I have experienced firsthand a number of times. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Um, and I guess for me, it's like there, there comes a, a bow break situation. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to I like a lot more of his stuff, and if anything, I tend to like be more uh, in awe of the craft as opposed to maybe even the storytelling. hmm you know, <clears throat> like uh, I think AI is a movie where I feel like, and we have honestly we both kind of admitted more or less enjoying it to a point. Yeah. But I feel like with AI, uh, uh, there's an element I just kind of appreciated it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate it just in terms of just a lot of like just daring concepts and visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I don't feel the narrative related, it hits me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie, even though again, like it it, 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 there's a lot of stickling things that just, just doesn't work on me. Yeah. Um, I will admit that, like no visually, he he doesn't shoot this, boor- like, a boring... He doesn't shoot this in a very no. boring manner. You know? Like, um. it's it's controlled, and it's not, like, flashy, but it's certainly... Um, it's one of the things I... One of my favorite movies of all time is also The uh, the Apartment by Billy Wilder. I have not seen movie. That. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And one of the things I love about that movie is, and it's a reminder that you can do a movie that is essentially on paper a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, you know, what... what nowadays, romantic comedies are regulated to just sort of being, like, just shoot him really quick and just get the actors in frame and get it out and make sure they do their jobs and be cute and charming enough. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, Billy Wilder at least, like, shoots with purpose. Yeah. And, like, there's shots in the apartment that are just stunning. Mm -hmm. In a movie that is on paper a romantic comedy. And I think what Spielberg does, because he's just a good storyteller in general, he finds things just to make it look good mm-hmm. and make them look like, interesting and beyond just it's a kooky guy who's stuck in an airport
0: yeah.
1: um and uh, the production design in this movie is amazing
0: yeah
1: like we like the product placement aside it just looks like a real
0: it does in looks fact like a real airport yeah. it looks like a
1: real airport yeah. I I feel like a, that's an airport I feel like I've been to <laughs> you know yeah, even though it's not any airport at all
0: and i find that a very soothing environment which is also maybe why i like this film
1: and i, I haven't flown a lot in my
0: life which is maybe why i find airports soothing mm-hmm. um but i don't know i it's, i i feel like I, this is a classic uh like ugly american way of of being but like retail environments like that are very soothing <laughs> to me because it's just like that's it's what i it's comfort food it's what i grew up with mm-hmm. and i i i think this movie is just it's perfectly designed to just be like a little a little Bubble that I can crawl up into and and enjoy.
1: I will tell you this because I I, think the production design is a big part of that. Sorry. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I will tell you this. I told you like if there's an element of the movie that I wondered how I was going to feel, definitely due to the current world climate. Yeah. Um, and it did affect me in a positive way, and I will tell you this much is that it. Any time, which happens a lot in this movie, it's almost a point in this movie, um, but specifically one C. When Victor gets the upper hand mm-hmm. over Tucci's character, yeah, specifically in the drug scene,
0: I was uh, yeah, that's I was about to just make a
1: goat noise. To, yeah. <laughs> um, the that's a case where it's like, yeah, no, I I was rooting for Victor, yeah, you know, and again, and this is a funny thing. It goes back to like Tucci's character has been doing everything he can. In the beginning, before Mm -hmm. Victor becomes an annoyance, he's been trying to hint at him that there are loopholes in our system Mm -hmm. where you can do your thing and then go home and nothing's, nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, just to jump back a bit, we talked about the scene where he goes, hey, did you know there's this thing where you could just say, you just have to say you're afraid about something in your country and... You know you're stuck in New York for six months, yeah. and then you gotta go to your court date. But the reality is, no one goes to their court date. Yeah. So you won't get anything wrong happen to you. Yeah. So you just gotta lie. You just gotta say something frightens you. You have to be detailed. Yeah. Something frightens but you. But he never gives them that cue. He never, never says he gives a him, lie. You have to you say just, yeah, exactly. To
0: answer the question. See, he's
1: basically just going. Listen. <laughs> I am literally. Yeah. Giving you your yeah. out. Your name is Homer Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> I think he's talking to <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's this point here. There he he gave him the, the loophole. Mm-hmm. Like, practically gift-wrapped it for him. Without straight up saying it. Yeah. So here, now... It's, a, it's kind of a delicious moment. Because here, Victor figured out the loophole. Mm-hmm. And now Frank Dixon's pissed off about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is something great about that. Yeah. It's just like <clears throat> goat. <laughs> yeah. The pills are for not for your father, but for a goat. Yeah. E- e- goat. <laughs> and I even yeah, I even like how it hangs like
0: Oh in hood, it's goat stuff. Goat's father sounds like goat <laughs> It's mistake. <it's> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um let me ask you this, mm-hmm. and it's because we were both just doing the accent. That's why I thought mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. What are can we list all the movies where Tom Hanks does a foreign accent? Because I can only think of two, including this one.
1: Um, and we're talking. Are we just talking about accents in general? Mm, yes, because uh, then I also include Catch Me If You Can.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, foreign and not American. That's accent. what I was asking. Okay, that's why
1: I want to be clear. So outside foreign. That's yeah. of America. Um, I can think of two. The Terminal. Yeah. Do you know
0: the other one I'm thinking of? No. no.
1: Cloud Atlas. Plays, ah, I was on the tip of my head. Yeah, he plays a Russian gangster at one that's, point. In that. That's right. That's right. He does. Um, yeah, Tom's that one for accents. No, he doesn't tend to do them. Um, no. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's that's not his trait. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, mm-hmm. what? I want to. Okay.
0: What. I feel like we haven't gotten to the heart of why you hate this movie so okay. much. Why I you hate like. this beautiful, soft, <laughs> relaxing, great movie it, so don't, much. Don't, don't do this.
1: <laughs> I don't do this to you. <laughs> and just to you last time. One time I catch you if you can. <laughs> um Okay, I think for me, there's an element of, for some reason, when I watch mm-hmm. this movie, and I see this... And, uh, mm, sorry.
0: Go ahead. I, I, I want to... F- Further, explain my confusion with your opinion. Okay,
1: um, because, which is a different thing of my surprise with your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because you say this is your least favorite Spielberg movies. Yeah, but I've been saying a lot of good things so far. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, which she was baffling to me, considering. And I guess the the real stinkers we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. But like, like, like worse than nineteen forty one? Really? Because 1941... Okay, here's the thing. worse than a certain movie that rhymes with Mindiana Hones
1: and The Lingdom of the Bristol Tall? <laughs> I'll tell you this much. um, 1941... Um... It's, here's the thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do I put this? It's so weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, 1941 is a glorious mess that I don't like mm-hmm. and I don't find funny. But I... Appreciate in a weird way how big it goes. Okay,
0: I and understand the stupidity that. Of that. That's how. That's kind of how I feel about the Star
1: Wars prequels now, and I yeah. love, I now love those movies. Yeah, and it's, it's not time like I love that movie. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but no. I, I understand that. That yeah, like that's a young man's attempt. Yeah. at trying to do that. Yeah, and feeling mm-hmm. so spectacularly. Yeah. Um. Whereas this is just like a. It's just, I think. Yeah, I guess here's the thing. It's, it's a flat of, line, basically. It's it's a it's a it's what? a. It's a, it's a it, it, just, uh, I'm like big Cohen's guy, right? Mm-hmm. As well, yeah. and one of my least favorite Kubrow's movies uh, is Lady Killers. I
0: that's my least favorite movie. Yeah, guy. okay. I was
1: like looking up. Yeah, okay.
0: People uh, people always throw out that one in Intolerable Cruelty, and they always say Intolerable Cruelty is the worst of the two, which seems very weird to me. Well, here's the funny
1: thing: I almost feel like this is in a weird way similar to Intolerable Cruelty in my head. That, yeah. But I I would agree with that cuz I, okay, I
0: think I think Lady Gaga was just more like um in 1941. But yeah. it was, I I think it's just a mess. I think it's like yeah. oh they were in a weird head zone. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read about like why those two movies were like that? No. Well, it was like no. just a really hellish time that like it was mm-hmm. um so it was like right after 9/11 and their office building in New York was like they could see the World Trade Center from it. Um. And their mom died and like just a bunch of other bad stuff so that it was just like this really horrible period in their life, mm-hmm. um, their lives rather. They don't. They do not share one life. Their <laughs> lives, um, and and so I, I, I feel really bad sharing but I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm just saying yeah. like, oh, they kind of they kind of made a mess of things. Well,
1: in their headspace wasn't really right. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's actually yeah. Comparing Lady Kills to 1941, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because that's way later in their careers. Yeah. but that's actually a spot on point. And yeah, you can see what I'm saying about how I feel. This is this is kind of in the level
0: because on top of I, crazy, the, I don't hate it, but it is it just feels like oh this is kind of the Coens on autopilot, right?
1: Yeah, and I almost feel like it's one of the things that distills me in this this problem's movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's Spielberg mostly on autopilot. Yeah, it's Spielberg mostly doing everything. That's very interesting to me because I yeah. to me I
0: like I, I like yeah he does the easy stuff, but yeah. like I don't know it feels loving to me. <laughs> oh no,
1: that's fine. Uh, and uh, I'm glad again. There's a part of me that's like I'm glad again. I'm really glad you like this one <laughs> because. There was a period I I was concerned yeah. because of how much you just rejected the BFG. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I needed to pick me up. Yeah. You need to pick me up in a manner f- that I was more forgiving with those movies than uh, uh, even I'm not big be- even I think the BFG is not one of my favorites. I like things about it. God, I hate movies. I know so you much. do. I know. That's why I'm so glad. That at least in this point yeah. there is something for you to like yeah. a lot. And I guess for me, it's like in the end, like it's least favorite. Do I hate this movie? No, I don't hate the movie. Yeah. But I it, hate
0: my least favorite.
1: Uh what's that?
0: I hate my least favorite story.
1: Right. Sport. Yet to be revealed. <laughs> um it's coming, guys. Enjoy it. But like I this to me is, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of like autopilot, like, mm-hmm. isn't that cute? Look how cute this is. Yeah. Look, oh, cute, look, the Agaluna is like. Tell, is, like, kind of creepily asking Victor to tell this girl shit, uh, to, to tell this girl about things that she, that, that she likes. and well, Can you, we delve deeper
0: into that? Okay. Um, I, I can see why you don't buy it. <laughs> um, and it is, I mean, on paper, it's very creepy. Yeah. Um, especially since, like, um, Victor doesn't say that's what he's doing at first, mm, mm-hmm. so it's, like, this weird old uh, uh, <laughs> Russian guy, as far as she knows. Oh, I guess she would know what country she's, right. he's from. Um. Who like comes and waits waits two hours every day, Mm -hmm. despite knowing that um, he's gonna be denied, is suddenly like asking her obvious relationship questions. (laughs) Like that's creepy as hell. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I don't know. I I guess it's it's. I mean, this is one of those things where (laughs) it does fall into sort of movie. I do get I I get Mm. razzle dazzled with the movie magic. Where it's like, oh, these two people are both very attractive. Yeah, they're like they're. It's like they're like magnets. It's like of course they're gonna be drawn together
1: because they're <laughs> just both so hot. Which, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but also it's not. I, I I just remember if I can take it to a twenty-two-year-old Justin mm-hmm. when he saw this or mm-hmm. whatever or twenty-one-year-old Justin, I guess. When I saw that the the scene where she uh, she did the Vulcan salute and then revealed the wedding ring, come on, nope, come on, Hated Justin, it. nope, come on, twenty two year old me on. went, this is bullshit. Come on, <laughs> it's so nice. And I'm watching it now, going like, I still don't buy it. <laughs> but that point, I buy it because I think it's creepiness,
0: creepy at the start, but I mm. think, I don't know, I like.
1: I just it. listen, like there's it movie movie romances, a lot of great air quote movie romances. Start off creepy, you overlook it, and you have to be in the mood. And I guess sometimes it's like, I don't, yeah, it, it's. I guess in this case, everything about the terminal, like I just wasn't in the mood. And
0: I, again, that again, it goes to that thing of like, it's it, your mood snowballs,
1: either way you feel.
0: Yeah, uh, it is interesting how like I, you, I would describe us both as as nerdly types. Sure, um, that is such a. A movie, a movie, Big Bang Theory version of a nerd romance, and that like Star Trek is the thing they bond over. Yeah. Which is so, um, it's a very normy version of, of nerd romance. It, which
1: is, here's the thing. I will say, how I at least view things better nowadays mm-hmm. is that back then, yeah. I would have said, no girl looks like Zoe Saldana as a Star Trek geek. Yeah. I am better now. Yeah. And go, no, of course. Yeah, of course there are. There are plenty of. Like, of all looks yeah. <laughs> that will look, that will love that, that would love things like that. So, yeah. I'm not a dick anymore about yeah. that. Like, pop culture hasn't shoved me down to tell me pretty people don't like nerdy things. Like, yeah. incorrect. Everybody likes nerdy. A lot of people yeah. like quote unquote nerdy things. Yeah. So, I, I don't look at that without you anymore. Yeah, and I wasn't saying that. I just, mean, oh, no, no, like, oh, no, but like, no, but that's funny. just something, that's a personal thing no, I got. Yeah. I realized, like, oh, yeah, back then I was like, no girl looks like Zoe Tiltana yeah. and is a Trekkie. Yeah, which which I want to slap that twenty year old. They do. You've learned. You've learned. You do. They do. Just um, grow up. And then I, I, I will
0: admit, it's like it's as a, as like a specific to make your narrative more interesting. It's a bit lazy, is all I would say. Yeah. But I again, it's like I don't. I so don't mind because I'm just like, mm. oh she does love and love with the ring and then live a the Nope. She's gonna live along with this like a thing. A nice thing to at the start of a marriage too, even. Uh, they
1: even get married in the terminal? Listen. <laughs> that's some
0: dumbass sitcom shit, and I love dumb sitcoms. Um, that. Here's a weird thought I did have in my head. That's like how on Cheers they had Fraser's Bachelor Party at Cheers.
1: <laughs> First off, where else would they have it? Well, he they goes Diane's. there all the time. I know, but this, <laughs> you don't go to the place you go all the time for your bachelor party. But this buddy owns the place. It's perfect. I the guess. <laughs> um, I'll, Here's the funny thing you bring up
0: sitcom. Can I remember at whose apartment they had Diane's bachelorette party? Can you? Because it would not I don't think it would have made sense for it to be Carla because she has kids. Right. And they definitely had a male stripper there. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember that Oh, it, well, maybe it wasn't even Diane's bachelor apartment maybe it was Lillis because there were I mean they're both they, they were both marriages that happened over the course of the show yeah it was Lillis now that I'm thinking of it and I think it was Lilith's apartment okay I'm glad I solved this mystery thank you <laughs> cheers yeah. is a great thank, show thank you to the audience for for uh,
1: allowing me to go down that cheers tangent cheers is another great show I want if I can give you you guys get anything out of this episode it's like Taxi's a great show, and Cheers is a great show. You should watch them. Uh, we're, we're getting very
0: nostalgic for TV shows that happened. Taxi would have been before you were born. Yeah. Because that was 70s, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheers, you were really around for the... I guess I was around for the tail end of Cheers, because right. it stopped in 92. I was definitely around for Cheers.
1: Yeah, uh, I, yeah it, I was around for Frasier. I was not around for Cheers. Um, Taxi was a Nick and Night thing for me.
0: Yeah, Cheers was a big big Nick and Night thing for me, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, because I got really, really into... Andy Kaufman in my early, in in high, freshman year of high school. That's all nerds do at some point. Exactly, Andy Kaufman's kind of a, yeah. And then you start watching episodes of Taxi, and you realize the show's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like but I liked it as a kid, and then rewatching Taxi as I got older, I'm like, this show's genius. Yeah. Um, anyway, watch Taxi and Cheers are great. Right. Um, <laughs> Taxi appropriate? It's at least in New York, so we can just kind of slip into that. <laughs> oh, oh. Did you like the music in this film? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so or John Williams a uh, breakdown. Yeah. Um, it's fine.
0: I see. I know. I've, 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 I've been miss. If it's not iconic, get the fuck out. Right. I, that's been my stance in the past. But uh, I will say this again, fitting with the, uh, the, uh, my overall enjoyment of the movie. Um, I, 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 I just, I definitely can't claim that it's iconic. But. Uh, something you experienced uh, before we started recording. Something what has become my jam recently is I'll just pop on the old Animal Crossing soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And yeah, yeah. I have that as background noise. Uh, I and I think this this movie this the the score kind of hits that same spot where it is that perfect soft music. <laughs> it's just nice, yeah. soft, uh, nice
1: fluffy music. Well, I mean, we've heard. And I I, th- I think I think it's done really well. I think we've heard like john almost go in autopilot sometimes yeah. and i think like something like say minority report yeah you and me kind of just looked at like heard that score and just kind of went you kind of weren't really in this one were you yeah and i feel like yeah terminal isn't iconic either um but i agree with you here they're like no the john's music in terminal is exactly it, it really
0: suits the movie. Yeah it, yeah it
1: serves the function and it enhances it in the way it needed to, to be yeah. enhanced um so here's the thing, going back to, like, actually, going back to the sitcom thing in general, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay on Terminal, I swear, yeah. but uh, there's a part of me that's watching this and going, you know, if somebody wants to try, mm-hmm. it'd be a weird show, but this is a show. Let me let me, let me pitch my version of the Terminal.
0: Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very quick pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's the plot of the Terminal, but it is a continuation reboot mm-hmm. of the great, I'm going to say 90s sitcom, mm-hmm. Wings.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's both. Yeah. You're going to have the characters of Wings? Yes, that's correct. But with Victor in the in the, in the the airport. Yeah. Now we're going all sitcoms. That's <laughs> amazing. Wouldn't um, that be great though? We're talking about Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Wings is
0: great. Wings is a good show. Um, also a weird career launcher. Tony Shalhoub and, um, what's his name? Sandman. <laughs> Sandman from Spider-Man 3? Uh... Thomas H. Church. Yes, there I wanted to say see Thomas Howell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was that big Stephen Weber fan. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Weber. Tim Creed. Daly. this <laughs> <laughs> is a good show. <laughs> this is a very good show. Tim Daly's a good Superman too. Okay, right. um, <laughs> what? He's a good Superman. When did he play Superman? He was the voice of Superman in the anime series.
0: Oh, I didn't. I was not aware. No. Um, um, let's talk about the. Let's talk about Tom Hanks in the Terminal. Do, is there any more we need to say? We've gone about an hour at this point. Yeah. 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 Um, I mm. feel like we've talked mostly about it. Yeah. Yes. I think we're pretty good. Do you think people want us to fight more? Because <laughs> I feel like we're too... We, we like well. each other too much.
1: <laughs> Is that a comment? Is that a comment? Have you talked about that? No, I just realized, up? like... I
0: mean, we have. we have... These have been two movies in a row where we mm-hmm. had very disparate opinions. I would say, yeah, um, but we, we 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 seem to like each other too much to really fight them. <laughs> like really get really dickish about it. Yeah. Um, well, I just feel like maybe maybe conflict <laughs> would spice things up a bit. What do you guys think? <laughs> I actually want to take this to the audience. I mean, that's nice. Maybe maybe we're maybe we are soft in the same way that the terminal. The, the terminal is quite soft. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. There are days where I do feel like, because when we do get heated, uh-huh. it happens, don't get me wrong. I I, I, I can, you know, um, I feel those are, I can't believe we're doing this talk on the show right now, but uh, I feel like, no, here's the thing. It's like I, I guess it depends on how much I want to fight over something. Yeah. And for the case of, say, something like E.T., I want to fight a little harder. Yeah. Or a case for something like um, Elements of the Color Purple, I want to fight a little harder. Yeah. Uh, for something like Terminal, it's like, Listen, yeah, I didn't like it as much as you. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's the <a> terminal. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the brand. I'm just thinking we can make it juicy. <laughs> um, I um,
0: hey, hey, Justin. Yeah, you're a real dumb idiot, and you can't have
1: fun hey. with the movie. Hey, Emily, wait up! Hold on a minute. That's unfair. Why would you think that? You you don't think clear. You're right, Jessica. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, too. (laughs) All right, sorry. Friendship is good. It's nice. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sorry. The reality is, we like each other too much. We can't actually be that mean about it unless it's a movie we have to. Um, Do you want to do our thing where we recommend movies? Absolutely. Let's yeah. do it. Alright. You um, want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'll do like a podcast recommendation. Throw it in okay. there as well. Um, movie Just Saw Last Night. It the directorial debut of Jordan Peele's Get Out.
0: I want to see that movie so bad.
1: It's it looks so
0: good.
1: It's, I, it's like, part of me is like, when we do these recommendations, I want to go, go stretch back a little or something you haven't heard. No, no, no.
0: Well, I mean, we should do one of each, right? A new yeah. one. And new one, one,
1: You're right. So that's true.
0: That's the new one. I really, really want to see that fucking I, movie. This trailer looks, is so
1: amazing. Here's the thing, and I, here's the thing I've been telling people about is that like, the, that the smartest thing about that movie—it's one. I'll say this: it's one of the smartest horror films I've seen yeah. in the last like decade. Yeah. And the smartest thing about that movie—and I'll say this—is that Jordan Peele is such a smart dude. <laughs> yeah. That he wrote whatever you think, he knows what you're thinking. Yeah. In terms of the subject matter, matter in terms of how it's being done and what the message he wants to say, he knows what you're thinking. And then he's gonna fucking swerve it, up, and you will not be ready for the real <laughs> I answer. I
0: can't wait. That movie looks it, so good. It's
1: so good. I, if you need to see it, uh, if anyone who's listening, you please watch. I'm glad to hear it's doing well. Yeah. In the box office, I heard it. It, it just goes I, to number one. I so. am
0: so stoked for that. I and that's the movie where I, like, I watch the trailer and I think, oh, like I can't believe. That this, like this it feels so much like a movie that's like oh that movie would have been so amazing if, if, if they had ever made it but people whatever studio got in the way
1: right oh god I can't wait yeah it is just it's like I don't even want to talk about it too much but it's one of those movies where I saw it uh, I saw it with the, my buddy Nate last night and then as we're walking out of the theater we, we, it was that case of and I love it when a movie does this where I, I get out of the theater and I go oh that's pretty good that's pretty good right yeah yeah we start talking and then two hours later we unraveled shit mm. about it. Then we're like, "Oh, then that's the reason that he did this. and that's the reason he did that." I'm, I'm so happy to hear that it's as good as it
0: seems. I, um,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I. That's awesome. It's I'm am floored. Definitely see it.
0: Okay, now do you want to go back and forth, or do you want to do your old one, or do you want me to do my? Why don't new
1: you one? do your new one? I'm, okay. I'm trying to skim for my old one. Um.
0: Yeah. So this is maybe a little easy recommendation. Uh, it's I, I'm not saying it's gonna light light your brain on fire like Get Out did. But uh, go watch the Lego Batman movie. It's a lot of fun. I just saw it yeah. this weekend, too. Yeah, it's yeah, a hell of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, and I, I, what makes made me so happy about this movie is, like, I feel like, uh, you know, we, we don't need to... We don't, people have slammed Beavis Doge enough. Bat, that's Batman versus Superman, for, for, for those who aren't aware. <laughs> um, but it's so much fun to see, like, because as much as it is like fun and silly and they're doing goofs and and ridiculous over the top stuff in this movie it they still they stay very true to the characters. Yeah, they 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 find a way to kind of get to the the core nugget of of Batman and Robin and and Batwoman and, and all these characters and they it's it's really refreshing and nice to see on uh on screen. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm going to go out on a
1: crazy limb here and say it's better than anything DC or Marvel is doing right now. Um, while I don't agree with you on the Marvel half, I think we've made that clear.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's clearly the most entertaining I've been with a DC movie in like the last five years. Yeah. So. It's, um, yeah, so go see Lego Batman. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, the other thing I love about the movie is showcasing, which apparently the movies are allergic to, mm-hmm. but pointing out the importance of Robin. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love that Robin's this so is earnest. What,
0: the, <laughs> I'm going to call it the second and a half uh, Batman movie that's had Robin in it. Yeah. Because we've got Batman and Robin. Mm hmm. Batman um, Forever. Oh, I forgot Batman Forever had Robin in it. Yeah. So but it's yeah. weird that Robin is in Batman Forever and it's the next movie they call Batman and Robin. Right.
1: Um, so I guess three and a half then.
0: Yeah. Because then this one, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna give half credit to Dark Knight Rises.
1: Spoilers, sorry. I, I'm gonna. means doesn't even wanna give it that much, it's like give it a quarter.
0: Okay, one quarter credit <laughs> to Dark Knight Rises, and then one quarter credit to Beavis Doge because it has the. the oh, the stupid, yeah. The, yeah. yeah.
1: But no, it's a fun, it's a delightful. It's a fun movie. It's really good. It's, good. it's good. It's got a good heart. I went, I went, I went to the movie theater and Ooh. I saw that
0: movie. And then later that day, I went to McDonald's, got myself a Happy Meal, and it came with a, a little, a, bat, a Lego Batman puzzle and a tin on it, on where one side is Batman and the other side is Batwoman. It's nice. I'm nice. I'm good. It. it was just a nice day. Just do that. In That's fact, I'm going to make that part of my recommendation. <laughs> after you go see the movie, go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal. You're about Happy Meals. They're great for adults. Yeah, it's good. It's like actually reasonable good portion sizes. It's cheap, yeah. and you get a Batman puzzle with it.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good solid time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I recommend Happy Meals. This is my other <laughs> thing. Um, you get some Gogur with it. This is yeah. a good time. And if we're an old movie, okay, I got a weird one. Yeah. Um, this week on Blu-ray and DVD is uh, the release of Doctor Strange. We're not talking about Doctor Strange. I want to talk about. <Okay>. Dr. Mordred. Dr. Mordred. Dr. I'm very intrigued by what you're going to say next. Dr. Mordred is a Full Moon Productions film released in the mid-90s. Is Full Moon the Asylum version of the Asylum? No, no, no. Full Moon is uh, the creators of the Puppet Master franchise. Okay. And they're kind of like, they're they're basically like, if Troma had just a little bit more money and not nearly as gross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They were, but they were the kings of direct-to-video horror films. Yeah, and they did Doctor Mordred. Uh, Doctor Mordred. Doctor Mordred. Made That's not a word to my knowledge. No, you're correct. Okay. Now it was made in the early '90s, which makes it more delightful to me. Yeah. And basically, I have a fondness for I, I, you have this you you spoil kids and your <laughs> and your three to four or five superhero movies a year. You needed to live in the early 90s where <laughs> it was the Dark Ages, yeah. and the only ones you got were Batman. Or the occasional spawn shitty thing, you
0: know. If you wanted an erotic thriller, you couldn't swing a cat to to hit one of those. No,
1: no. (laughs) But for a superhero movie or a thing just based on a comic, you spoiled kids. The poor poor horny kids today—they have nothing. They got nothing. There's no. I guess they have the internet. They got or Fifty Shades of Gray. Oh, gross. I'm sorry. Anyway, but no. I I guess like basic instinct is gross as well. It is, but I mean. I get what you're saying. (laughs) But you guys, now with your 500 movie superhero things and comics and TV show, comic movie TV show things, I had a dig (laughs) in the early 90s as as a superhero fanatic. And one of the things that I have a weird fondness for is just not good adaptations. Yeah. That's the Captain America movie of the early 90s starring Matt Salinger, son of JD. (laughs) What? Is that that true? That is 100% true.
0: I've heard of that. I've so many people have talked about that movie to me not one person has mentioned the fact that
1: J.D. Salinger's boy played mm-hmm.
0: Captain America he played Captain America that's
1: insane <laughs> um, I have a weird fondness for uh, do you think J.D. was proud of that performance well, I can't Why? Well, I wouldn't know he didn't say anything <laughs> no comment from J.D. Yeah. Salinger on his son um, he was actually decent he was fine anyway I have a weird fondness for like these early 90s attempts at, at, at franchise episodes or like so when I look at Dr. Mordred, Dr. Mordred was made with uh, initially as a straight-up Doctor Strange movie mm-hmm. until Marvel went, eh, never mind, and they backed out. But <laughs> the filmmakers went, fuck it. We'll make it anyway. So yeah. we're going to call it Dr. Mordred. Yeah. And it's not the same. It's the same. Obviously, I bet you it's the exact same script. They just switched the names. Because everything about this movie is... Shitty reimagined for low budget. I mean, like for a shitty reimagined low budget movie. Mm-hmm. It took the name and it changed everything else. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Combs plays Doctor Mordred. Yeah. Uh, of reanimator fame. Yeah. And I kind of love it because it's Jeffrey Combs in a in a leading man heroic lead. He I'm, doesn't do those. <laughs> yeah, I'm very I'm very interested
0: in that. And even when you said that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I immediately. Like, I pictured like in my brain a bad Photoshop of the Reanimator cover with, with the Doctor Strange cape just like being lowered onto him.
1: Oh! I just showed Emily the cover of the movie. I want to watch this movie. <laughs> there should be a double feature with the '90s Captain America movie. Yeah. And no, everything about it screams, and even to the point where even Marvel was like, "We told you we don't want you to make the movie." <laughs> Do, do, what are you guys doing? They, that's wonderful. It's a it's 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 not very exciting. It's not particularly good. There's a random nudie scene because why not?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um it's 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 so bad yet I kinda dig it on a weird I probably would have liked this as a kid mm-hmm. because it was just comic booky enough. Yeah. Doctor Mordred kids, you can buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, that's very good um also yeah i want to throw in my uh, podcast oh show. yes please do um have you heard of the show 80s all over again nope they are uh, it's, a, it's a podcast co-hosted by drew mcweeney and scott weinberg and their mission statement is to do for every two weeks they will do every month of the year of
0: oh the i have 80s. heard of this yeah yeah i forgot the name but i've heard of this
1: they just finished 1980 mm-hmm and you know they talked, uh, you know, so they do like January nineteen eighty, yeah. th- February nineteen eighty. So they've 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 talked about Empire. They talked about Al- Robert Altman's Popeye. Mm-hmm. They've talked about Nine to Five, uh, four, Flash Gordon. Four, two, five. <laughs> really great show, really funny. And also one of the cool things about it is like um, they'll talk about a movie, and be very passionate about it, and then go. And I'm just sitting there going, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. So I'm actually trying out more movies. Because of them, I, I I got this like Chevy Chase Goldie Hawn film, that I didn't even know they did. What is what is that called? Um, something I got. I'll look it up real quick. It's a it's a it's a Neil Simon film too. What? Yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's
0: Very interesting.
1: Chevy Chase. Nothing but
0: trouble too. Did um
1: <laughs> did Neil Simon write Nothing but trouble? Too? Man, if there's a movie he will never ever let down, is Nothing but trouble. <laughs> um, it's weird.
0: Tupac's in that movie.
1: Yes. Yes, <laughs> he is.
0: Do people know about Nothing But Trouble like in general? I, I, because this is the, that movie was one of those weird, I cocked that on cable and went,
1: does anybody like this?
0: Did anybody like this? For, for those who not in the know, Tupac it Tupac <laughs> Nothing but Trouble is a is a movie where Chevy Chase and Demi Moore yep. are uh, like a rich couple mm-hmm. who get pulled over at a speed trap in the middle of nowhere, and then on some legal technicality, they are forced to stay in the town. Speaking of movies where people are forced to stay places, <laughs> um, and then it's a it's it's a the town is like it's this weird thing where like. This movie came out of Dan Aykroyd's brain. And if, you, if you've known Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> you'll know what that means. Dan Aykroyd plays, like, the judge who's, like, this 700-year-old mutant. Yeah. Um, and then, like, John Candy plays... John Candy plays a dual role mm-hmm. as these two... Human?
1: Yeah?
0: Characters? Yeah. They're sort of... It's, it's ambiguous as to whether or not these are... They're humanoids. Yeah. Um, and, then, and also, Tupac is in the film as himself. With the digital underground.
1: Yep. Is that your old film recommendation? <laughs> no, certainly not. Same uh, not. Oh, you, I mean, you oh, could. Oh, add, FYI, the, the, the Goldie Hutch of a Jace film I wanted to check out, uh, written by Neil Simon, is, uh, seems like old times. Oh, interesting. So, 1980. But
0: anyway, that's. Um, what's the name of that podcast? Uh, 80s All Over Again. 80s All Over Again.
1: Yes. That Great show. That sounds
0: very interesting. I might actually sub to that myself. It's a good show. Um. Uh, what, what was that go ahead okay uh my old recommendation i'm gonna go i i, I referenced watching it earlier i'm gonna go with bound um a earlier oh. uh work from the wachowskis uh, this was before they did the matrix mm-hmm. um yeah i mean this movie was kind of so i it's a mo- it's a lesbian erotic thriller yeah directed by two trans women mm-hmm. and i'm a trans woman who watched it with her a <laughs> trans woman girlfriend on valentine's day so it was kind of tailor-made for me um but it's really good it's it's a lot of fun um and like the the kind of gangster thriller uh, aspect of it works really well, and it's interesting to see uh, Wachowski's m- uh, movie that. Features no sci-fi element whatsoever. Right, it is just a straightforward. It's it's this really tense thriller about um, Gina Gershon meets Jennifer Tilly. Ooh. Jennifer Tilly is like a mob wife, uh, um, but they, they fall in love and they decide, hey, let's let's get my husband killed and take all his money. <laughs> um, and it's really good. It's 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 also weird seeing these like tense, but like slick, like good, well made thrillers that came out in the 90s because mm. it's like the 90s fashion is just clashes with that style so in such weird ways so it's like everything's like really cool and stylized and awesome but like joey pant joey pant joe Pantolano's in this movie that's why where the wachowskis first met him yeah but he's just got these stu- this stupid big fat tile <laughs> because it's 1994 i think yeah and that's what people wore back then um so it's a lot of fun i highly recommend it i don't want to see that i have still yet to see that it's one. really good yeah. um one of my favorite of their movies i would say
1: i it's cool because i know the part you know the what i heard his stories, that i'm not sure if you if it's correct and i heard a rumor that the deal was that as they're trying to get the matrix made you know mm-hmm. they want to direct the matrix and they're like you guys haven't made a movie yet they mm-hmm. haven't directed anything it's like oh okay turn around yeah how about now we'll direct this one for like <laughs> a 1 million or something yeah Okay, sure, go. <laughs> and then it came out to be critically gay okay lamed and people were really talking good things about it. Yeah, um, it's It is... What were you going No, go ahead, yeah.
0: No, I was going to say, don't watch it if you... Don't watch it where it's... Where, <laughs> close the door when you watch it, because it is a very
1: explicit. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the interesting thing is really, you know, like, to, to, to go into the Wachaskis a little bit, it's kind of... It's one of those cases where you realize, like, like oh, they've always had these kind of great, out-of-thought... The out of the box thinking of, of characters and mm-hmm. uh, and perspectives, yeah. and it's interesting to even note that even in their very 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 first film, yeah, it, it's a it's a noir thriller, yeah, with two lesbians, yeah. Um, that's something that even wasn't a common thing, and that's something people will go to when you want to do a noir thriller, yeah, and. That's kinda cool. And that's like it's one of those cases where you you know you find out like what they kind of what they're trying to do now, which shows like like sense and everything. It's like, oh yeah, you've always been doing this. Yeah. You know? yeah. Which is so which is super neat. Yeah. Yeah. No, big fan of the Wachowski's, even if I'm not a fan of every movie. <laughs> I am a big fan of Wachowski's.
0: Uh, yeah. i I know I'm gonna end up watching Jupiter Ascending sooner or later.
1: <laughs> I Jupiter Ascending to me is like 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 Flash Gordon cheesy. Well I see that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it's I'm not, worried it's like Cloud Atlas cheesy. I'm not saying it may not be that either. <laughs> yeah. There are chunks in in Jupiter in City anymore. I'm like, yeah if they treated this like an eighties thing, this is kind of Well,
0: I mean, I love... I adore Speed Racer. Um, Same. People people shit on that movie. I don't give a fuck. I'll go even so far as to say Speed Racer is my favorite Wachowski movie. I'm not even arguing (laughs) that. Including the first Matrix. Come at me. No. That is the best movie they've made. It's so good.
1: Flat Um, out. The best script. I'm so glad (laughs) you agree with me. Best Um, script... fucking one of the best directings the best directing they've, they've done yeah. it's amazing performances go to hell if you hate speed racer
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah jupiter setting is just like i I, I personify it as the um as the motorcycle rider and raising arizona and i just i know it's coming for me <laughs> i know i'm going to watch that movie sooner or later um <laughs> but i uh, i don't want to
1: <laughs> good luck <laughs> uh all right i think that's it for the zap uh yeah should we do plugs yeah um uh once again um you find me on twitter at justin quiz uh as always i'm on my instagram account at uh just keys and yes 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 still doing video day um when did you start that fucker i started doing video day may
0: and it was supposed to be a one some one 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 month and then i'm done yeah yeah
1: and yeah. it's now february february that's a that's that's as the uh, french say uh, you're coming on a year yeah. yeah it's almost May again yeah I know <laughs> it's a little crazy yeah. um I, I I feel like I should do something big when I hit the one year but, yeah. um, until then no it, uh, I do yeah no if it, just to clarify what I do in video day, Basically, whatever I feel like that day. Yeah. As long it, it the only minor rules I have on it is they have to be edited in some fashion. Yeah. So sometimes it'll be like a multiple shot thing. So and, it's
0: not. It's not. It's not a vlog. Basically. It's, no. It's yeah.
1: Some days it might be. Yeah. But most of the time they're they're kind of like just artsy like edited pieces. Yeah. Comedy sketches. Uh, that will only be two shots.
0: Uh, that just depends on. I you. really like that kind of thing. Uh, um, I'm going to relate it to something that <laughs> maybe a, a little weird related to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of dinosaur comics. Uh, <laughs> the the webcomic that Ryan North
1: does. No, actually, no. I can see where you're going with this. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> uh, um, and what I like about that is, so dinosaur comics, the the images are always the same, but it comes out almost every day. I think I think it's five days a week. It comes out. Yeah. Um, and so what it is basically, it's kind of like but because it's these same set panels and because it's it's a comic it's not just a blog post it is it's Ryan North sort of having to filter his thoughts and what he's doing that day into a Six panel story, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's a really interesting way of like keeping up with someone day to day. Yeah. And it makes it a lot more interesting and, and fun to read, and, and I think your video day has the same appeal. Thank you. So yeah. if you like Dinosaur Comics, which you should, because they're amazing, they are. you should
1: check out video and in well, Justin's uh, that's a, that's, Instagram. That's a high yeah. comparison. <laughs> that's, I'm a little flattered by that, because I love Ryan North. <laughs> Ryan, uh, Ryan North's the best, isn't he? he? Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, And uh, and uh, of course, Agents of Guard. Oh, uh, yeah, we're still there. The site's still kicking.
0: I was gonna write a thing about Rings for that, and then I didn't. And then Rings sucked, which is why it was not. (laughs) I was really bummed out. I was really disappointed by Rings. I'm gonna do an anti recommendation for that. Please do. (laughs) Don't go see Rings. It's pretty cool for the first hour, but even then, it's like this is a cool direction. I wish they were pushing forward, and then more, more. Um, and then in like the last, the third act, it's like, oh, this is. Yeah, you know, spoiler warning for Rings because I don't care because I hate it so much. In the last act, the the antagonist of the film is not the ghost, which is what you would expect and want out of a fucking ring movie. <laughs> the ghost is an old rapist man, like a million other fucking horrible movies we've seen already and, and are boring and shitty and not great. And just like I hate it so much, why'd you do that to me, Rings? And Johnny Galecki sucks. <laughs> Rings, as much as I want to recommend it as someone who loves the franchise.
1: That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Anything, uh, your plugs?
0: Um, go to com. check out all the great shows on there. Shows like Shut Up Leonard, um, Popsicles, uh, those are the other ones I do. You can check out... Um, you know, you know, I'm I'm slowing down. It's too late. I forgot to eat dinner before I recorded. Oh so no! I'm like, like my my, my gas light has been on E for like the last twenty minutes, and, and now I'm just actually running out. But uh, you can find all our, all our shows on com, Check them out. You can follow me on Twitter at VeryCoolEmily. Um, uh, that's my new handle. Uh, am I forgetting anything, Justin? Um, no, I think. Okay. And if you like Shut Up Leonard, uh, but maybe unsubscribe because we haven't done an episode in a while because we ran out of episodes, uh, maybe tune back in because we're probably going to do an episode soon about Dan Harmon's appearance on Dr. Ken, uh, where we will also talk about me and Andrew's next project, so look out for that. Uh, oh, you can follow this show on Twitter at BenOnSteve. And you can write us an email that we probably won't see until five episodes from now. <laughs> um, and sorry
1: for the lateness of this episode. Ben.
0: Oh, yeah, and sorry that this episode's, like, mad late. Uh, um, scheduling is tricky sometimes. Yeah, I know.
1: This, this is one of those cases where the month of February kind of got away from us, so sorry about that.
0: Um, but, yeah, and you can write us an email at Spielberg at gmail.com. Hey, we we do have emails that we what what
1: hey hey you're in luck you're in luck uh, I'm Sloppy Buckeye if you're listening <laughs>
0: we, let's answer them right ass nail on the show except for yeah. Mark Walden because he's it's long we will I promise you Mark we will answer this on the next episode but this is I think there's this is a multi point email that I don't know that we can get into right
1: we can probably yeah no well if we did a Patreon thing we can do it a... <laughs> um, um, hey Mark. <laughs> Uh, I am Sloopy Buckeye wants to know if we're
0: uh, working on a Goonies or Poltergeist episode soon, um, and says thanks for keeping the good work. Uh, you're welcome. I am Thank Sloopy. you. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we've we. Sh- if we were more organized, we probably would have done them already. Yeah. But um, those. I mean, those will come at some point.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I hate to say that's such a vague manner, mm-hmm. um, because we've been kind of been very dedicated to just doing the ones he's directed. Yeah. Um, but even then, obviously, I think, like, you know, I, this is what killed me. Like, me and Emily's personal favorite movie is, like, Back to the Future. And we still haven't done a fucking We still haven't done
0: Back to the Future episode. Well, because if we, once we start doing that episode, we're never going to stop. Yeah. You thought the Jaws episode was long. Yeah. We're gonna do... If you thought, if you were wondering why we did
1: two episodes on Hook.
0: <laughs> At one point, um, someone, uh, <laughs> suggested, uh, a podcast... Where just every single episode is talking about Back to the Future too, (laughs) sort of like the worst idea of all time, I guess. But we wouldn't watch it every week. But just every, we're just talking about different things (laughs) a little bit. And I legitimately think I could do a podcast on the Back to the Future franchise once a week, yeah, for years, yeah. (laughs) And I
1: would, I would still find it interesting. And, yeah, in terms of Goonies and Poltergeist, yeah, I mean, I would like to, as well. I don't know... The bummer is I don't know when. I mean, we really dropped the ball.
0: Like, we were doing this podcast when the Poltergeist remake came out, and we didn't
1: do the episode then. Yeah. No, we, uh... uh, Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. Being, uh, of time, timely, I guess, is not... Something we have room for right now. Um, that's why the show's only once a month. We yeah. really it's, it's we literally can only see each other once a month. Too. but but um, I mean, those will come someday. Yeah, don't get me. Di- yeah, just uh, Stay tuned. Yeah, or hell, if we really, you know, maybe if we start a Patreon, full on Patreon, busted
0: free. That, I, I would feel those.
1: I feel like those would be a good Patreon really
0: episode. <laughs> Sorry, that was
1: an old goof from Shut Up Leonard, where I would sing the
0: Rilo Carly song "Papillon," but replace it with Patreon. was a little flashback to to to. I'm asleep now. <laughs> um, we will see you all next month. Mm-hmm. Well, less than that, sort of, because yeah. we're... It's, we're going to be better at it. We're going to yeah. make sure we're back to the regular schedule. We're back to, we're the right to actually release on the 15th, then. Yeah. Um, uh, and our next film will be... Do you know what it is? I know what it is. Actually, don't know what it is. It is going to be... Brrr, War of the Worlds. All right. It's the other Tom Cruise one, the <laughs> one that I have not seen yet. Oh, it is going
1: to be interesting. Yeah. If you haven't seen that one. Well, all well, right. I
0: like War of the Worlds. Hmm? What if a brain switch happened, and I just like the Sarah Spielberg thing, <laughs> and, and I like
1: War of the Worlds, War of, I, of the Worlds, War, War of, of the, the Worlds? Worlds? Yeah, i would be. God, you should stay tuned. This is gonna get interesting. Is it, is it a Fanning or a Breslin?
0: Was it in in War of the Worlds? I mean, there's a child in the film. It's yeah? a Fanning. It's a
1: Fanning. Yeah. It's who? It's it's, it's Dakota. At
0: least two. No, but is there also a Channing? Tatum in the movie? No Channing Tatum. Why did I think a young Channing Tatum made a cameo in the film? I have no idea. Okay, we'll delve into that next <laughs> month. Uh, see you then. Uh, we love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, and uh, my things that I say. Adopt a dog. Rescue a dog if you can. That's great. They need homes. And oppose Donald Trump in any way that you can. Uh, he's a real asshole and he shouldn't be our president. See you next month.
1: I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life
0: mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast,
1: plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length.
0: Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week.
1: I love comics!
0: Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes.
1: Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! Unite!